Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Come on, son. Son, son, Hello, everyone. This is Krista Hayes, executive producer of Come On, Son, the podcast, um, alongside with co-executive producer Kimana Paulus. And this is a very special episode of um, Come On, Son, the podcast this week. Um, Not only is it our 60th episode since we've been doing this for almost a year and a half now, but this podcast does have a heavy hip hop focus. It's not all we talk about, but um, the... We have one of the best hip-hop gurus um, in the world hosting this podcast, of course, the one and only Ed Lover, and we were able to do a live podcast screening, our first live podcast screening of um, USA Network's Unsolved, The Unsolved Murders of Tupac and Biggie, and of course, um, I'm blessed to work with a man by the name of Ed Lover who had a personal relationship with both um, Tupac Shakur and the notorious B.I.G.A.K. Christopher Wallace. And it's just a blessing for us to be in the beautiful and wonderful Woodruff Arts Center here in the heart of Atlanta, Georgia, to speak directly with um, actors from the movie as well as the incredible, incredible producer known as Mark Taylor. Um, myself being a producer, it was it was an honor to be in the presence of Mark Taylor and just kind of, you know, pick his brain and, and hear about his story and, and some of the fantastic projects that he's worked on. However, um, the best part of that evening for sure was the people um, the, watching the reactions from watching the first episode of Unsolved. And, and another highlight of the evening was just the revealed aspect of, of the friendship between Tupac Shakur and Biggie that a lot of people just overlook. Um, of course, we've heard, you know, through media outlets that they were slight friends, but they actually had a solid friendship foundation. So that's something that was newly discovered that I can tell the audience really, really flowed from and, and just genuinely enjoyed. So this is the live pre-recorded episode of come on send the podcast featuring usa network's unsolved the unsolved murders of tupac and biggie debuting tuesday february 27th on the usa network 10 p.m eastern time catch it it airs tomorrow and every tuesday after that at approximately 
10 p.m. So make sure you all check it out. It's super dope. I would not be co-signing something that is not credible and it's not good. Um, Ed Lover himself would not be co-signing something that was not credible and was not good, especially dealing with two of his personal friends. So without further ado, this is Come On Son, the podcast. Um, And enjoy. Give me a nice round of applause for that, y'all. Did y'all like that? Well, welcome to the live podcast. My podcast is called Come On, Son. The podcast, y'all can get it on iTunes. Y'all can get it on everywhere that you can get a podcast on. And right now, we're going to do a live podcast with some of the people that bought you this amazing piece of work. First and foremost, I'd like to introduce to the stage the executive producer and producer of Unsolved, The Murders of Tupac and Biggie, Mr. Mark Taylor. Y'all give him a nice round of applause, huh? My man Mark, a nice round of applause, all right? Mark has worked on so many things that it is ridiculous for me to list everything that this man has done as far as being a producer and executive producer and everything else. He really is a stellar, really great producer, director, everything that, all the accolades that you can say. And since it's Black History Month, give him another round of applause, please. Coming to the stage next is the man who portrayed Tupac Shakur so very, very, very well. Please give me a nice round of applause for Mark Rose, y'all. You. What's up? What's up, Atlanta? What's up? Yeah, man. Come with me. Hail Mary. Run Mm. quick, see. What do we have here now? Do you want to ride or die? Y'all hey. say it. La, da, 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 da. It's yeah, certain, man. Yeah, yeah. It's certainly last but not least, my man that played oh, the Notorious B.I.G. Y'all give it yeah, to yeah. the y'all wavy Joes, man. Oh. Mark, I'll start with you, Mark. Tell me, how did this Unsolved on the USA Network fall into your lap? How did this come about? Um, This came about because Kyle Long wrote the pilot. He has obsessed about Biggie and Tupac since they were alive, since he was listening to their music, and has always been fascinated by the fact that these two luminaries could be killed so close to one another and have their deaths never be solved. Yeah, it's, it's been like, what, 21 years for one? 20 years for both of them. Twenty Over 20 years yeah. for both of them, right? Big big guy killed in 97, pop in 96. Right. So it's, it's been a long time. So, so he brought it to you? He brought it to Anthony and I. He always wanted Anthony to direct it. And so the timing just worked out perfectly where it was an opportunity that, aside from it being a great story and a great script, and something and material that we were fascinated by, the timing in terms of opportunity was just perfect. And y'all took it to USA? No, Kyle had been a writer on Suits, so when he wrote it, he was obligated to bring it to USA because he was under contract with yeah, them. Yeah, one of the first write the refusal joints. Yeah. He was convinced that they would say no and he would have to go out in the world, and he was shocked when they were like, no, we love this, we want to do this. Big shout to USA Network. For real. And, and, the two gentlemen that played Biggie and Tupac, when I saw it, for me, it took me to a place emotionally that I didn't want to be because Biggie and Tupac were superstars of y'all, but those are my homeboys, like, for real, for real. Like, they didn't know who they were. How did you cast Mark and Wavy? 
You know, like any film or television show, you go out there looking for the best people you can find. And when you have Anthony at the helm, he doesn't want to just see who the actors are that everybody knows. He wants to find somebody who could be a fresh voice, who could really surprise audiences in terms of what they bring to the table. And so Mark was more of a known entity because he had done some work in Hollywood. He was in Straight out of Compton. But Wavy just came about through an open casting call, putting it out on social media across the country. And Wavy literally sent us an audition in his car. He just pulled over, did some rapping, and then did an audition and blew us away. Now, Mark. That's driven. That's drive. That's straight drive. What, Mark, weren't you supposed to play Tupac in the John Singleton? Ah, yes, I was. Yes, I was. You were supposed to play that role. Yeah. And then it got away from John Singleton. How did you hear about the uncensored, the murders of uh, Tupac and Notorious B.I.G.? Um, I remember January, I got the email from my agent. And she's like, look, I think you should take a look at this. And honestly, after the whole situation went down with, uh, the, with John Singleton and, you know, the situation, I'm just like, ah, I don't know. But honestly, what drew me to, to do it was just the fact that the story, you know, that was told. Like a lot of people, when you hear about Tupac and when you hear about Biggie, a lot of people just get so excited about the, this East Coast, West Coast beef. You know what I'm saying? They don't like to shine the light on them just being friends. So for me, when I got the script from my agent and I read it, I'm like, oh, yeah. To be able to tell this side of the story, I want to do it. You was like, I got to get this. Yeah. Absolutely. Wavy, how did you hear about it, Wave? Um, some dude, I was rapping on the internet. Some dude hit me up and was like, yo, he said, you remind me of Big, like your flow. And I was like, yeah, whatever, man. You know what I'm saying? But um, then he sent me, he was like, no, for real. And he sent me this uh, thing that was on Anthony's page. And he was looking for Puffy, Biggie, and um, Puffy, Biggie, and Pop. So I was like, man, this is a scam. These dudes don't want like a thousand dollars to do this. You know what I mean? But then when I looked into it, my people was like, yo, just do it. And I did it. And sure enough, they called me back and was like, they like your audition. They want to fly you out to test for the role. I came in, I test for the role. I seen so like it was a lot of significant talent in there, man. I'm not gonna say who, but they were in the room. Skinny dudes like, trying to play Biggie, right? Man. Oh my God. We had some white dudes trying to play Biggie. Yeah, right? it, it was crazy. It was crazy. They tried to do it. So, so I went in there and then I went home and they called me back and was like, yo, we like you and you got the room. But how many times during your regular trips, like the Walmart or whatever, Mark and Wavy, do you get, damn, you look like Biggie, damn, you look like Tupac? Yo, this is my second home. First off, this is Atlanta. Uh -oh, like, hey, shout you know out what I'm saying? Man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when I went to, I was going to school here, my friends here would just be like, yo, you look like Pac. I was hearing this since I was younger. You know what I'm saying? So for me to go out and do this now, it just feels full circle for me. Like I'm walking to my destiny. How about you, Wade? I mean, the last time I got that, I was, I was, um, I was just a little fat kid in New York. And everybody was like, yo, you should go audition for Biggie. Like how I'm auditioning for Biggie, I'm a kid. You know what I'm saying? So when this came about, I was like, okay, let, let me try it. I, I don't really get the crazy comparison now, but let me try it anyway, and I did. Did, did. did USA just give you the green light to do whatever you guys wanted to do because what we saw right now, there's nine more episodes of this. And it's, it's nine great, great episodes. Great episodes, y'all. I saw seven. I ain't seen the last two, okay? February 27th, 10 o'clock on the USA Network. Did they give you 
the green light and the budget that you needed to tell the story the way you needed to tell it? They definitely gave us the support for what we wanted to do. USA and UCP, I have to say, were really good partners. I think because they are, look, the truth of the matter is the history of the shows they've had on air are very specific. And so this was them saying, we want to be known in a different way. We want to be understood in a different way. And we want to reach different audiences. So at first, there was a disparity between what the budget was and what the show could be. And Anthony was very clear, I'm not doing this halfway. I'm doing this all the way. And they got on board with that because they saw the dailies. They then started seeing cuts of the show and they understood his vision was gonna take them to a place that not only did the story warrant, but as a network where they wanted to go as well. And they put together a hell of a cast, didn't they? Didn't they, y'all? Did y'all see, did y'all see, Lamar is actually uh, brother to Lorenz Tate. Lorenz Tate's brother. Uh, y'all, wait till y'all see the rest. I ain't. Gonna, I don't want to spoil it for you, Man. but Michael Beach was all up in that piece. Y'all know Michael Beach is hell. Josh Demel, my Bo-Kee, man who played Woodbine. Russell. Yeah, y'all got. Yeah, Latoya Luckett was up in that piece too. And then all throughout the season, you know, every episode somebody pops up and you're like, really? Come on. I mean, there's such a great cast. Luke James played played so Puff. Played Puffy so killed it, right? Yeah, 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 from, the yeah. New, from from the new edition joint. Now he playing Puffy. Knowing everything, huh? Yeah, it's a, it, it was a really, it's a really intriguing story. But we really got to see how much Russell Poole really cared about this case. It's easy for people to say that the police didn't care, and a lot did not. As an institution, they did not care. But there were definitely individuals within that organization who cared, and for whom it was a matter of pride to do their jobs well, and who wanted to find out what went down. Unfortunately. They didn't get the support they needed the first time around. And like it says in the pilot, people didn't want to talk. No one wanted to get into the middle of anything. Absolutely. Why do you think, I'm going to ask all three of y'all the same question. You can answer it your own way. And I'll start with you, Mark Taylor. Why do you think this story still captivates people 20 some odd years after the fact? I think sadly because the circumstances that existed then still exist now. You know, it's easy to say, oh, things have changed and people are different, but Look at the world we're living in right now. It's not only no different than it was, in a lot of ways it's worse than it was. So I think this story says to people, you have to move beyond the headlines. You cannot trust what the media tells you. You have to find the truth yourself for what you believe in. And when you see that there is mistruth or lies being put in front of you, you have to speak out to the truth. You cannot sit quietly and let that be what our lives are. We have an obligation to stand up for one another and for what we believe in. How about you, Mark Rose? What do you think? I agree, man. I feel like this is for the culture. You know what I'm saying? This is Tupac Shakur. This is Biggie Smalls. And you know what I'm saying? As a fan at that, at that time, as I am now, I didn't know that there was How, a- how old was you when Tupac passed? Man, about four or five. Who said three? <laughs> <laughs> about, yeah, about three, four, honestly. Wow. Wavy, yeah. why, why do you think wavy people care so much, even to this day? I think they care because this was such a tragic part of hip-hop like this is forever um gonna be a part of hip-hop like it just doesn't happen two artists just end up going because of a beef there has to be something more to it you know what i mean so so uh i i feel like this this story will forever be embedded in hip-hop what do you think happened to their friendship you know i think money fame bullshit got in the way of it I think these are two people where if they had lived in time, they probably would have reconnected because they were both so talented and I think such 
good guys underneath it all. There's no reason they shouldn't have reconnected. But sometimes bullshit gets in the way and you're either too young to see through that or you don't have the time to then say, you know what, this isn't really what's the most important thing. And I think that's one thing that you guys have really shown throughout this. You guys just seen the first episode. I'm going to reiterate it. February 27th, 10 o'clock. Watch this one again and then watch it all the way through that these that's guys right. were friends. They were buddies. They were pals. They hang out together. They hung out together. We wilded out all of us together. Me and Pac got thrown out of Magic City together. <laughs> and, you know, Biggie tried to roll weed and smoke it in the studio on my first interview with him. They were really, really, really tight friends. And you're going to see the transition of friendship to enemies. And you're going to see that transition. How did you handle, you both, you had to be wavy. How old are you now, Wave? 23. So you had to be what? Was you born when Biggie died? <laughs> yeah, I was here. I was born in 94. Well, you like one and a half or some shit? <laughs> yeah. it, uh, so, you know, for you to portray that, this is a, this is a big undertaking for both of you, man. And for the first episode that y'all have seen that I saw, would y'all not say that they did a fantastic job? Thank you, thank you. Why do you guys think, honestly, and put on your thinking caps for a minute, it's been so many years, over 20 years, and nobody has been arrested for either one of these murders? I think a lot of people um, who was kind of bold enough at the time to testify is not alive no more. That's you know a what I'm saying? A lot of, of them it. died, and... And the ones who are alive is just nobody's brave enough to really put their foot forward and, and be honest and tell this tell this story. A lot of people are scared. That's what I think. I agree. A lot of people are scared. Like when y'all finally do see the rest of the story, it's, it's it's mind blowing. And to know that so many people were involved and nobody came forth, it's it's really gonna blow your mind. What did you learn about Pop Mark Rose that you didn't know? Um, I got a chance to see his relationships, you know what I'm saying? I got a chance to really see him interact with his mom. I got a chance to see him interact with his friends. That's not a lot of stuff I, I, I knew, you know what I'm saying? I didn't get a chance to see, well, I didn't know why Pac would go off, you know what I'm saying? I would just see him going off. I'll see what they show in the media, you know what I'm saying? So to read the script and to really see it now and to be on this side, it's like, oh, I get it now. Like, I see why he was so upset. This was fueled with passion. This was fueled with this. And you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's like a whole new light. I see him in a whole new energy. Wave, same question to you. What, what about Biggie did, did you learn that you didn't know about? Well, similar to what my brother said, as far as the relationships that they had, like we often see these two in the light of just being rappers or being gangsters or whatever, but being able to see his interaction with his mother, like, like, he had a similar relationship to me and my mother. So just to sit back and be like, wow, like at the same time, he was, he was human. You know what I mean? Regardless of what we've seen as the notorious B.I.G., we got a chance to see him in human form, and all of that is in us all. I've got to say, that's, that's a testament to Kyle Long, who was the showrunner and writer of the show, because he empathized with these characters so deeply. I mean, literally, if he just starts talking about Valletta Wallace, he starts crying. You know, he's a father himself, and the idea that someone would lose their child and it would seem like people don't care and you don't at least get an answer, you're never going to get your child back, but not to see that people care enough to find out who's responsible, he took that very seriously. And he made sure that everybody on the show, the cast, the crew, the, the network, everybody understood that this was about humanizing these two men 
and showing what their lives were about. Not what the headlines showed, but what their lives were about. And Anthony dug into that and made sure that that comes through in every episode. And that's why y'all gotta watch February 27th. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. USA Network. Yeah. And every Tuesday after that at 10 o'clock, because what they managed to do with this story is to absolutely humanize the relationship between Biggie and Pac. And not only that, but to humanize those two in a manner that y'all have never seen before. And the reenactment of Biggie being shot affected the shit out of me because I was there. You was at the museum. I, would sit, I have a picture of me and Biggie 15 minutes before he walked out of Peterson Automotive Museum. And he asked me, actually asked me, did I want to ride with them? And I said, now nah, I got a car in the back. So I'm, I'm rolling a, a different way. And he goes, bye, Edwin. And I go, bye, Christopher. <laughs> you know, but every time Wavy talks, I see the reaction to the, oh, don't he sound like Biggie? Yeah. It's uncanny. It's uncanny. He's like, no. Nah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You don't think so, baby? No, I don't. Wait, give me, I, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. Thing. I'm going to start with Mark because we're talking about Notorious B.I.G. and Tupac. Give me your favorite Notorious B.I.G. song and then your favorite Tupac song. Come on, Ma. Pac's catalog was ridiculous. Right. I, I love Party and Bullshit. Okay. On the Who's the Man soundtrack, by the way. Thank you very much. I had to bring like that. There's another connection. And I like Dear Mama. Okay. I, I, I love that. With, with Tupac, there's this enjoyment of music and life, but there is politics and there is no veneer. And I love that with Biggie, it's just an honest interpretation of what his life was. Whether you liked it or not, it is there, but there's a humor and a sense of heart behind it as well. Absolutely. Mark Rose, who portrayed Tupac. Yes. Your favorite I'll Tupac joint, your favorite Biggie joint. All right, I'm going to start with, um, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, first off. Oh, so shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brooklyn, we in the house. New York up in this thing. <laughs> so my first, I would say Biggie Smalls and my favorite Biggie Smalls song, Hanging Pictures on My Wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Mr. Magic, Magic Molly Moore. I love my, yeah, it's juicy. It's juicy. Because I feel like when Juicy come on, it gives me some type of energy. Like, I get so amped when I hear it. Um, for Pac, I would say Keep Your Head Up. For sure, because you know what I'm saying? Y'all agree? Yeah, the ladies like that. It's Look at the lady. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? I feel it's that message that, in a lot of his songs, but that one for me, that message still stands to this day because it could stand for anybody, any race. How about you, Wave? Um, I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, I gotta say, unbelievable for Big, as well as Juicy. Like my brother said, for Pot, I got um, Keep Your Head Up in um, Thug's Mansion, simply because in that song he spoke about not having to dress up and, and be not who we are, and just being us, and, and, and that resonated in, to me more than just being a thug, it resonated just being a person, so I, I would go with those two songs. And y'all had Bo Keem Woodbine. Yeah. Ed, what's your favorite two songs, though? Yeah, my favorite two. All right, my favorite Biggie song is Hypnotized, and I'm going to tell you why. I was driving down 34th Street, and I saw Puff stand in front of Macy's. He did a signing for Sean John, and his car was late. And I gave him a ride to the studio, and he was like, yo, you got a CD playing? And I was like, yeah, I got four 15s in the back of this Pathfinder. 
Like, what are you talking about? And he, he said, we just finished this last night. This shit is crazy. And he popped in, hypnotized. And I got to hear that it with just time? Biggie rhyming. But it wasn't no Biggie, 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 can't you see? So when I pull up to the studio, everybody was standing outside the studio waiting for Puff. And I was like, all right, Puff. And he jumped out. And I tried to pull off with the CD. But he's like, hold up. <laughs> Give me that CD, stupid. So that's why for that and... and for Pac, it's gotta be it's gotta be Brenda's have a baby. It's gotta be Brenda, man, because I remember just hanging around and being with him during the recording process of that, and that song was really near and dear to his heart. You know, that was a song that he wanted all women to know that no matter what was going on with them and having a baby at an early age and all the struggles that they had been through, that he was with them a hundred percent. So that, those are my favorite two songs from them two guys right there, man. But as I was saying, you had Bo Keem Woodbine in there, and Bo Keem was in Tupac's video for I Ain't Mad at you. How did y'all get Bo Keem Woodbine, though? Anthony Hemingway. They're friends, and I think the material Anthony spoke Hemingway to him. should be here, because he know everybody, don't he? He knows he go. everybody. But they're friends, but also, I think, in the same way that the material spoke to these two fine actors, it spoke to Bo Keem, too. What do you hope people get from watching this? At the end of the 10th the episode, when all of these fine people that came out tonight for this, for this screening and live podcast are done, what do you hope that they get out of this story? I hope at the end of the day that you guys get that. Leave nothing unsaid. If there's somebody that you really, truly, genuinely love, you would say whatever you had to say to them. Leave no friction between the two of you. And also that there was an investigation behind the scenes that not a lot of people knew about. And... You know what I'm saying? A lot of people love Tupac and Big just like we did. Mark, Rose. It's crazy because every time. three pop. <laughs> every time we do this, the, the panels and they ask that question, that's the answer I always have. It's the same exact thing. I want people to take the same message. No, I'm serious. I want people to take the same message because life is too short. You know, Pac was 25 when he died. Biggie was uh, 24, you know, and I'm 25. Like I, so, it registers for me, you know what I'm saying. So you, you don't leave no nothing unsaid, nothing undone. Mark I want Taylor. people. I want people to learn to look behind the headlines and determine for themselves what they should believe and what not to believe. Because I believe in everything you guys are saying, but I also think that we have a responsibility to ourselves and to one another to not trust what the media tells us because they're trying yeah. to sell papers or yeah. get people to tune say in. That. Say that, Mark. You really got to look and find out what you believe and stand by that. You guys, as this series goes on and they'll watch, I've seen seven, there's ten. Y'all really uncovers, I don't want to say what it is because I don't want to be a spoiler, but y'all uncover some stuff that is very, very, very touchy. And certain people could be angry, embarrassed, <laughs> maybe implicated. It's a lot of stuff going on. It's those, and, and some very powerful people. Are those things that you worried about going into this? No, because Hell we no. were. No, fuck them. That's I'm what he said. Fuck them. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. <laughs> no, but I think we were fair. I think we were honest. And I think we were balanced. We didn't hide from any of the truth. The reality is these cases have not been solved because they are complicated. And we don't point the finger at anyone and say, that's a bad guy. We point the finger at people and say, this is what happened. This is how these people were involved. 
you decide who you think the bad guys are. You decide who you think could have done better and who's responsible for this. But we don't point the finger at any one person and say that person did this. We, sort, we try and show the whole picture so that you can determine what you think happened. Yeah, we Wavy, C.J. Wallace. Biggie's son is a fine actor right now in his own right. Faith Evans is still alive and kicking. She was married to Biggie. Little Kim is around. Little C's is around. Valletta Wallace is around. Are you worried about what they would think about your portrayal of somebody that they loved that much? Um, there's always that concern at the end of the day. But as a fan, this is my dedication to Biggie. I can't really worry about what anybody else has to say because I stepped out on faith and, and, and portrayed Biggie. So that's just me, you know? What a play on words. I stepped out on faith, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> and love got bars, man. <laughs> Mark, you played one of the most beloved rap personalities in the history of all hip-hop music. You, you portrayed a guy that was the first solo rap artist in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There's still a lot of people that knew him, love him, me, Trash, Outlaws, a lot of people that were very tight with Tupac. Did that go through your mind at all when you was portraying him? Because we didn't really get to see you a lot in Straight Outta Compton. I was right. pissed about that, too. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, thinking about that. That wasn't on my mind. At the end of the day, I knew I had a job to do. And my job was to tell this message and tell this story in the best way and the most authentic way that I could. You know what I'm saying? And and Pac's family was on board. You know, we had Moprim Shakur, Tupac's older brother, yeah. on set every single day Shout while out we him. were filming. You know, so I, all humbly, I appreciate it. And at the end of the day, I'm, I'm an actor and I'm doing my job. And this message has to get told. <laughs> and we did reach out to the families to say we're doing this project. Respectfully, we are doing this, we're doing it with humility, and we're trying to do right by your families. If you want to participate in any way, if you have something to say, we want to hear it. We don't want to take anything from you, but we want to do this in a way that's not exploitative, that is not sort of putting you in a position where this horrible event in your life is our gain. We're trying to do right by these people. And so that was where we came from. And as he said, you know, Mopreem Shakur, he was on board with what we did. He was a consultant on the project. Biggie's family decided they didn't want to participate, but I hope if they watch it, and I don't expect they will. This is a really painful time in their lives. I don't know why they would want to watch it, but if they do, I hope they feel that we did right by their family. We want to open the floor up to questions. Young lady has a question. Hey, um, my name is Gina. I worked at Death Row Records. Wait, wait what's your name? Gina. Gina. I was actually at Death Row Records in 92 to 93. Oh, wow. A lot of what happened, I'll probably take to my grave. Mm. Um, I was blessed enough to also work with Mark Taylor at Turner for 17 years, so proud of you, proud of you. Uh, um, thank you. Growing up hip hop, I have to actually say, um, what I wanted to know is sadly, as we know, Russell Poole has actually died, and he had a heart attack in the meeting. I was wondering if he actually consulted during this during the pre-production? Did, um, no, he actually died before we were, before the project was actually a project. So while his book is a part of what influenced the scripts, he was not a part of the project. And as the show goes on, 
Tuesday night, February 27th at 10 o'clock. That plug. Hashtag Unsolved USA. And every Tuesday after that at 10 o'clock, you will see how much of a pit bull Russell Poole was on this case. He would not let this case rest. He would not let it go. It was, I mean, it was what he was doing when he died. The moment he died, he was still pursuing what he thought was justice in this case. And that is part of the show. Can we bring it up here? Bring it up here, please. This, this young lady right here and then this gentleman right here. I don't want to deny anybody in the front. I don't want to front on who's in the front. What about the people on the side? We got you, hey, Mama. Come the side, you. though. You ain't going to be talking to me like that either. <laughs> Come on, son. Hi, I'm Kimmy Coco. From, I have a um, podcast too, Hip Hopington. We discuss old school hip hop. And I wanted to know, did you guys get any pushback from any people from Suge Knight's camp? Because I've always thought that he was very influential in the instigation of the beef between those two. Mm. And I think that, um, you know, since he's in jail, I think a lot of people now will be, feel more free to speak about things that they wouldn't have spoken about before. So. How um, instrumental was him being in jail or his people in, you know, the movie? I didn't see anything about him in this this episode, but oh, did you coming. guys get any? It's <laughs> coming. It's coming. February twenty seventh at ten o'clock. <laughs> First episode. That one you just saw. That was a bonus episode. Actually, it had more stuff in it. Let's get this young lady on the side. With in the answer to your question, she beat me up. He plays prominently in the series, and I think Suge has. More important things to be focused on right now, we did not hear from him. Yeah. Because uh, they wasn't accepted collect calls. <laughs> Can we get my brother right there in the middle with his hands up? The, the brother? Yeah, you, brother. Yeah, because you, you had your arm up for a long time. I know your arm is killing you right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> my name Yo. is Dee Faustin with A Perspective on um, Podcasts. What's up, man? Hey, how you doing? You guys did a great job. I'll tell you that first of all. Thank, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Gonna, you gonna promote your podcast on my podcast? Well, <laughs> well go next, ahead, brother. It's enough room for all of us. Hope you'll be on it one day. But, uh, but, but Ed, I want to tell you from I'm sure my age, huge fan since Pee Wee coming home watching you on TV rap. Round of applause for Ed Lover. Awesome. You know. And also, Ed, I'm a very loyal listener to your podcast. Come on, son. Come on, son. You mentioned a lot about your friendship with Pac. And so my question always is thinking, like you guys said, Pac was 25 when he passed. What would you think, what would he be like now as a grown, grown, grown man? That question's for me? Yes, sir. Pac would be the greatest movie star that we've probably seen in the last 20 years. Because that's what he was on. He was leaving death row. And he was going, Jimmy Iovine was actually giving Pac Thug Life records. So he was, he was working on other acts, including the Outlaws and including Live Squad, um, because him and Stretch were really, really tight friends. Um, and the Live Squad, I got signed to Tommy Boy, and then Cop Killer came out, and then they were on Tommy Boy's subsidiary of Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers made them drop everything that had to do with killing cops, so they got dropped, but Stretch produced a lot for them and was rolling with them, so he's going to pick up that group and the Outlaws and other groups and, and working on it. But I really think there would not be a lot of artists that blew up had them two dudes live. I honestly believe that because they were so far above and beyond what anybody else was doing. And I think Pac would probably be on the front lines of Black Lives Matter without a shadow of a doubt. Yes. He'd been the first one out there. 
Um, da, da, da. We got one more question, one more. The young lady is standing up that looks like she would like to brutalize me if I don't pick her because she's still, yeah, in the white top. She stood up. She was not playing. Hi, Mark. You ain't old woman. You seasoned. Stop that. Kudos to you all. Excellent job. I had the pleasure of teaching Mark as a ninth grader in high school. So I'm very, very, very Mark! Yes. yes. You don't know he was crushing on you too in the ninth grade. He, he probably was, is. He was crushing on you. He was like, oh come with God. me. It's so good no, to no, see no, you. No, 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 no. Teacher. Everybody else. <laughs> so what would be your words of encouragement to young people, both of you? stepped out on faith and pursued your dreams, what would be your words of encouragement for young people, especially with all that's going on in the world, school shootings, chaos? What would be your words of encouragement for other young people to pursue their dreams? Number one, keep God first. Yeah. Number one, I say keep God first. Pray. Uh, follow your dreams. And it sounds so cliche. Like, I'm, I live, you know what I'm saying? I'm here. Like, I'm, I'm from Atlanta, too. So I'm, I'm just as human and regular as everybody else. You understand what I'm saying? But I, I followed my dream, and I believed in God, and I prayed, and I knew that I had a job to do. And I feel like I'm doing that. And, and you could be doing it, too. Just follow your dreams. Just, that's it. Wave A. I would say don't take no for an answer. A lot of people will tell you, you can't do something. You're too fat. You're too skinny. You're too oh. this. You're too that. Don't take no for an answer because somebody out there can have a yes for you just like Anthony Hemingway had for me. I thought the whole thing was a scam, but I stepped on faith and I said I can do this. And I did. And they picked me just like they could pick anybody else in Amen. this room. Yes. Yes. I would say that anything you want to do is hard work. If you want to do something big, it's going to be hard work. And that's a truth. I think people think that because someone's talented, they're just going to get something. These guys worked hard to get where they are. I worked hard. I'm sure Ed has worked hard. You just have to be willing to put the work in. And then don't take no when someone says no. Just keep working to get where you want to go. Or just punch them if they say no. I'm just kidding. I'm just Squad kidding. Up. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Thank y'all for coming out to this live podcast and live Wait, screening. Can I say one more thing? Can yeah, I say go ahead, thing? go ahead. I just want to close this really, really quick. If you guys enjoyed the show, if you could do us a favor and just hashtag Unsolved, Unsolved USA, USA on Instagram, yes. on Twitter, on Twitter Facebook. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't everybody, hey, hey, listen, don't nobody move. Stop the uh, press, you know, the talking and the hugging and the kissing. We just have to say one more time, hashtag Unsolved USA. And before, wait, wait, before I leave, can somebody in this audience please give me one moment of silence for the victims in Florida? I know we watch Unsolved, the murders of Tupac and Biggie, but we are out of control with our kids getting shot and killed in school. It's too much. Our president is not doing enough to make sure it doesn't happen again. 17 people lost their lives because a 19-year-old decided to take an AR-15 into a school and kill innocent people. One teacher lost his life protecting a bunch of students from death. So on the count of three, just give me five seconds worth of silence for the people that lost their lives in Florida. One, two, three. Thank y'all for coming. God bless y'all, man. We really appreciate it. Hashtag Unsolved USA. Thank you. Hashtag Come On, Son. 
This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out cigarsinternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Kimana Paulus and Krista Hayes. Recorded at Mean Street Studios in downtown Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.